your physique and and your capability, physical capabilities. It's it's very impressive. So how do you achieve that? And what are some of your favorite hacks? Meditation is probably one of the uh, the, the best tool that you can use to have your brain always putting things in perspective and being focused. But uh, the flow state is probably the best hack. It takes a certain discipline to to get there. For example, in sport, uh, you will never see me with a phone, uh, mm. and you will never see me training with other people. And then I focus. Breathing techniques help you to 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 get into that flow state. And then, when you perform, uh, there's tricks to remember the movement that you're doing. Welcome to the Dr. Joy Kong podcast. This is where I have a chance to share with you some of the latest developments in the space of holistic health, longevity, and wellness. I have always honored intellectual curiosity and scientific rigor, combined with real-world practicality. My goal is that what you learn here will help you live longer and live better. Hope you enjoy the journey with me. Welcome back, everybody. I am super excited today because I have a very special guest that's going to illuminate. Us on the biohacking industry, neuroscience, longevity.、Um, so this is going to be quite a treat.、Um, so John Farakata is my guest, and John, very much welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so、um, thrilled to be in, on this podcast. We've been talking for a long time. I've been looking at what you've you've done. In your career, where you are and、uh, how you drive your life, and I'm impressed, and I'm、uh, with、uh, full respect and appreciation of being on this podcast. Thank you so much oh, for having so me. Kind, yeah. I feel like we're all fellow warriors, you know, trying to drive humanity into a better life, you know, better, you know, longer life, and more vibrant, more youthful, and just more effective way of, you know. Been alive, so、um, I'm excited to to talk to a, a dear colleague.、Um, so I just want to introduce you a little bit to the audience. So John is a visionary disruptor.、Um, so a master with, of chaos. With glasses. <laughs> You're going to expand on that. <laughs> yeah, that I I see through things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a very interesting description. Visionary disruptor, master of chaos. I'd love to hear about that, and、uh, risk and figuring it out. So I'm a big fan、yeah. of risks.、Um, no risk, no gain, right? And right.、Uh, you're a motivational influencer that ignite people's powerful inner fire to create the bright future they dreamed about in the past. And you're also very gifted with an IQ of. 167. You were born in France and have always been a strong advocate of getting control of the brain, consciousness,、mm-hmm. and the body to improve performances, focus, wellness, and longevity. And you're also an author of an award-winning biohacking book, Neuroscience Calisthenics:、uh, Hijack Your Body Clock. In、yeah. 2020, you acquired a Biohackers Update magazine. Which is the first magazine about biohacking and human optimization? In 2021, you acquired your biotech group and acted as managing director for、um, Intest Thermal. So, if you want to introduce us to that, you can tell oh us. Oh my God! Well, yeah, you you can. Do you know? I think there it's enough information. Don't. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in, into a lot of things. Yeah. So you're also founder and mastermind behind Cyborg Cyborg 
Gates. Yes. Right, which is the first human optimization program to incorporate functional neuroscience into lifestyle to redefine workouts and enhance performance of the body and the brain. So, um, so, okay. So with all these things you're into, which is a lot, uh, first yeah. maybe tell us, you know, why do you consider yourself a visionary disruptor, a master of chaos? Well, I don't know. I think I have this talent uh, since I, went, uh, I was born. I'm trying to change this world. I know that many people on this planet have the same mission and have the same um, feeling. But uh, I don't know. I felt invested by that and being, you know, being kind of rejected when I was a kid because I, I was hypersensitive. I was crying all the time. If somebody was looking at me and not looking the right way, I could cry for that. Uh, at school, of course, I was going up and down because I was bored all the time. Um, and when you're having a high IQ, I don't think it's um, it's a quality. It may be a, a burden in your life. So um, it's difficult to have friends when you think too much, when you... You're trying to overanalyze everything that is around you and uh, yourself included into that. But um, I found out that I had this talent of breaking down stuff, creating chaos. And from, <laughs> yeah, and from the chaos, uh, it is true that um, I can unify people and just make them realize that uh, they are all unique snowflakes and they can achieve great things in their lives. So this is what became my mission after I've mastered or I, I centralized this um, chaotic energy that uh, was driving me all over the place. And even like, of course, ADHD didn't help. But mm -hmm. when, when you put everything together, and all these like boiling energy and you get them on one single pathway and track this is powerful and that power of course i used it for me to uh, i have created merged sold acquired over 11 companies in my life but mm. um the most important is uh, i make people smile well you have to tell yeah. us how you do that how are you creating chaos and then unify people and make people smile? I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> it's an easy process still. Um, everyone lives in some sort of an easy environment that they created and they try to stay on their track because they don't want to go out of their comfort zone. That's an easy and cheesy stuff to say. Um, but if you crack down that and you push them outside of these simple limit, uh, like changing their routine one step at a time every day, um, a single thing, not not like completely breaking down what they're doing or or thinking or or having uh, in mind, but just a part of of that. You make them like step backwards a bit, look mm -hmm. at where they are, and disruption exists mm -hmm. because of that. And when you disrupt that process, that 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 pattern, you create chaos. Because chaos is it's a big disruption with no uh, borders or no guidelines. And from the chaos rise um, something beautiful, 
um, always something's beautiful because we realize that uh, we have a powerful tool. We're equipped with something that is unique. And most of the time, we just forget to use it. It's our brain. Yeah. So can you give me an example of what kind of chaos you created and what changes <laughs> made? Maybe I, I need some chaos in my life. You think? Well, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I think that we all Just need a little some more chaos. chaos. Yeah, we, can, we, can, we, can, we all uh, need some chaos in our lives. Um, you can create chaos on people that are not feeling great in their life and they don't, they all undervalue themselves, for example. That's the easiest chaos to create. Hmm. Um, so because they undervalue their, their, power or their intelligence or their beauty, inner beauty, outside beauty. Both, both are, have the same power. Please give me a break. Don't come back and say it's the inner beauty that counts. It's bullshit. Um, <laughs> okay. I think that uh, it's an equilibrium between both. But um, people not feeling comfortable uh, with themselves on any aspect, okay? You put them to the limit where breaking down that pattern, like not making them feeling better by saying, oh, but no, you are beautiful. No, you, uh, you're not overweight. No, you are not stupid. You go the other way. You push them to the limit. And when you cross that limit, you make them understand that, okay, now you got it. You've perceived what you are doing yourself to yourself change it, put it the other way. Your chaos is created. You just realize that you are brutal with yourself. When you think, oh, I, I'm, I don't worth that. I, 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 I'm, I'm not intelligent enough to go there. I'm not strong enough to do this. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's true. You're not. Go further. You're, you're, you're super weak. <laughs> yeah. But when you realize that you don't like, you like to tell yourself these things, but you don't like other to tell you. Hmm. And if you push, of course, you have to be very careful. But when you push the, you push people to understand that uh, uh, the perception that you um, you give to others is actually a magnification of the perception you have of yourself. Hmm. So don't be brutal on that perception. Mm. and try to wake up every morning and when you look at the mirror you should be loving yourself not to the point to be uh, uh, completely uh, egocentric or or whatsoever but uh, you have to love yourself you have to be grateful for the person you are and of course we all went through our life to uh, through um, shitty situation or made a lot of mistakes, but that's fine. We are human, okay? And just understand that and, and, and keep going because honestly, life is beautiful. Mm. As simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, when people ask me, how are you today? Of course I'm doing well, I'm alive. Mm. I woke up this morning, well, I'm have here. Have you always felt that way? Always, always. Since you were a little kid. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm a hyper-positive thinker, honestly. And I've been going through deep... I, <laughs> yeah, 
I started my first business and I, I lost everything I had and I went bankrupt. Most people, they would just like sit on the couch and cry, wake up, do it, realize why and go back. You have to be positive. It's not being negative that will help you. So you seem perplexed. Tell me. Yeah. So igniting people's inner fire mm-hmm. and that's by them accepting and loving themselves. Yeah. Most people have this uh, fire that is kind of very little or even like close to be extinguished. Mm-hmm. I think that you need to to make people like brilliantly shining. And everyone is capable of shining. Honestly, when you walk in the street and you take two minutes of your time to stop and talk to a stranger, you'll find this person a beautiful person. We don't spend enough time paying attention to others. And this is why we say, ah, Republicans are dumb. Democrats are stupid. Political are these. White are, are like that. Black are like that. And, and we, we categorize everything. But when we take just a bit of our time and we open up our mind and our heart and we listen to others, every single person you will meet is a fantastic and unique snowflake. Mm, wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. If, um, if people can remember that when they go out of the door, when they meet Try people, it. life will Try it. become a lot more beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? And this is why you were asking me, were you like that or your whole life? Yeah, when I was a kid, even it's, I was rejected because I was considered like some sort of thinker playing with insects and stuff like that. Um, I've always tried to talk to people to understand, uh, to 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 see why, what what their why was. And even I step outside of my apartment here and I'm going to go to the elevator. If someone is there, I'm going to talk to. And if I'm in the elevator, I'm going to talk to the person. I'm going to first start by say, hi, how are you? Because most people, they go in an elevator and they are just like, (laughs) but if you say, hi, how are you? Mm. They start to open up their mind and their heart. And it's easy. We are all like that and most people the answer they're going to give you is yeah i'm okay today then oh what happened oh no uh, nothing so why you say that wow very open um that's a that's a great way to to start um (laughs) which is the the attitude absolutely so so you overcame the first you know, a basically failure, right? And yeah. that that didn't daunt, you know, that that didn't um, phase you. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then you went on to optimize your own mind and mm. body, right? Performance yeah. and um, and and brain health. Yeah. So you know, since we're in this subject, maybe, and we were talking about um, biohacking, since that's really what you're doing, right? You're bio- biohacking yeah. your body and your brain. So maybe we can talk a little bit about your thoughts on the current biohacking world, since okay. it's a hot world. Um, yeah. A lot of very high-powered people are into it. 
because they want to optimize whatever the power in the world that they have. Yeah. They want yeah. to amplify it. So what are your thoughts on, on biohacking world? I think it started, would you say it started about 15 years ago? Yeah, I would say about 15 years ago. So Dave, uh, Dave Asprey says that uh, he, he brought biohacking to this world, but uh, some people like uh, Oz Garcia were uh, already biohacking themselves uh, 30 years ago. Um, so it, I think that, yeah, it did great marketing by taking the name of biohacking and making it <laughs> his brand name. Uh, I like that guy. He's, uh, he's a rock star. Um, <laughs> but biohacking is, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a term. It's, it's a name that says a lot and don't and I, at the same time, doesn't say anything. Um, because what is biohacking? What it is? Uh, is it like um, waking up in the morning and looking at the sunshine? Is it called biohacking or is it called neuroscience or is it just called common sense of mm -hmm. living? Um, so where do you put the limits? Where do you put the standards? This is the difficult thing that uh, is going on today. It's because since the industry came from $200 million to $200 billion, I think, mm -hmm. if I'm not wrong, some people are trying to jump and to join that for um, money and market purposes. So whatever uh, companies are coming with as a product, even t-shirts and whatever, uh, they're, they pretend to be in the biohacking industry. Um, I think that it's time now today to set some standards and say, okay, I would say that everything that is that could be called biohacking has to be backed up by science as a real tool to improve lives, but it has to be an innovation, not some things that was existing before and just with a brand on it, because otherwise it's not biohacking. It's just like commercialization into the biohacking industry. And we really need to make a difference on that. So breakthrough technologies, innovation, and then science validation of whatever you bring to the market uh, to improve life and make longevity an accessible thing. This is biohacking for me. Um, Biohackers Magazine, our magazine, has actually launched um, a program that is derivated straight from there, the Cyborg Certified Program. Now, we have a committee of scientists that look at the biohacking uh, bio product or technique or technologies. We make the validation, we test them, and we put a stamp, verified, certified, yes mm -hmm. or no. You pass, you don't pass. And I think that's, that will clean up a lot of Very cool. BS yeah. that uh, is in this industry. At the end of the day, biohacking is like um, trying to optimize our life in general, longevity. But we have to be very careful because the medical side, for example, in the sport industry is trying to optimize life as well by creating um, cultured new organs that you can um, insert into human and change liver uh, part of pulmonary system whatsoever. Um, and that, or even ligament, artificial ligaments and things like that. So 
that is life improvement as well. And is it biohacking or is it medical? We need to set some limits and we probably the name, the, the term biohacking, uh, that's why it's so confusing, doesn't mean much because when you look at the root of biohacking, biohacking, no sense, make no sense. Mm -hmm. You're a doctor, you know, you cannot biohack any biology. You can improve, you can adapt, you can change, you can shift, but you cannot hack anything that is biological. <laughs> right, right. So, well, I, you know, I think humans have been biohacking, you know, for as long as we've been around right. and we've always been trying to find shortcuts to enhance ourselves. Yeah. Um, so what is making this explosion happen that there's so many people who are, you know, are um, amateur hackers right, into their yeah. own body so yeah. what what do you think allowed this explosion well i think that you know people are more and more knowledgeable which is fantastic mm. uh, knowledge is some, some people say knowledge is power i i kind of agree with that uh, knowledge is a source of power when it's well mastered um so knowledge today allow people to live better. And if you live better, you live longer. And longevity, look at the longevity business. This, is, this has been the biggest business ever because we haven't found the magic pill that will make you live forever. Uh, so we have another route to take is the pathway is biohacking. How can we live longer and better in shape uh, and not uh, um, just getting older, but not being able, able to move? So people are trying to get into that because many people and more and more people are looking at our society and they go like, hey, man. I work up to 55, 60, 70, or whatsoever. I want to be in shape. I want to be able to go outside and play. But remember, our grandfather and before, when they were over 60, what were they doing? Sitting at the table, playing card, not moving, being not really autonomous anymore. Now you see people at 65 doing calisthenics. <laughs> I have friends that are like 65, 70, they're still on the bars uh, doing pull up and, and push up and whatever. And I love that. I, I, I think that this is the way that the society should evolve, uh, being top shape. Of course, senescence of the cell may put some certain limit, but we can push that to keeping our organs um, in better shape and not getting them becoming too old too fast. So this is why people are, are jumping into that. Ask anybody in your environment, in your surrounding, in your network, would you prefer to live longer or just die at 65 or 70? Every, every, everybody will tell you, wow, I would dream to live up to, of course, I would dream to live up to 100. It's, it's some sort of a standard today, but we know that we can live up to 125 easily it, it, that's not a big uh, uh, milestone some say 150 and some even a great friend uh, sergey has the goal to say uh, 200 mm. um, but uh, overall it's way better than 
uh, where we are today. So to be it, honest, I think people comparing, you know, I, I hear people compare, you know, their goals on podcasts, you know, I'm going to live to 150. No, mm. oh, I, you know, you know, I want to live to 180. I, I mean, it seems there's a bit of an ego involved of in this lens competition. Yeah. Yeah. And the consensus I hear from people definitely is not about how long they live. It's about how well. You yeah. know, this is this is the thing. I, I'm more aligned with your uh, thought here and your thinking is um, I want to do what I'm doing today when I'm going to be 75. I want to do an handstand, a planche and things like that. And I know that I will be doing it. I don't care. Uh, yes, I do care that I'm going to live up to 125 or whatsoever, wherever it, uh, life takes me. But uh, I think that being a performer and keeping being a performer is way more important. Like remembering name, remembering thinking, thoughts, ideas, being creative. This is a point. Many people, when they get older, they just lose their creativity. And this is sad. Mm. We need to be creative as we were creative when we were kids. And most people in our society, as soon as they turn in the 20, 25, they lose all this beautiful creativity that's changed the world. And going back to what you asked me before, create chaos. Okay. So how would you suggest people do to maintain their creativity? You have to have a punk attitude. A punk attitude? Yeah. <laughs> Explain that one. <laughs> You have to say fuck it to the politically correct. Ah, yeah, that I'm definitely up for. <laughs> yeah, because this is the this is the the illness of our society. Mm. You know, we don't say thing because we want to polite, but we're boiling inside. Say it, spit it. People will deal with it, and we're gonna make a better world. Yeah, and. Uh... So besides the attitude, are there things that people should do, you know, to to help maintain their their edge, you know, in their performance yeah. and and in their brain power? Of so course. you you feel that creativity is a big part of it. Yeah, creativity uh, enhances neuroplasticity in general. Then keeping your brain in good shape, it's it's important. Uh, sleep, of course, all these things that we hear and hear all the time by everyone that pretends to know the the secrets of biohacking, but we all know, wake up in the morning, drink water, go outside, look at the sun, <laughs> move, exercise. Okay, we all know these things. It's, it, it's not biohacking, it's like common sense of being alive, but mm. um, keep your creativity at, at higher pace, be pleasant with others. Don't be an asshole all the time and try to be pleasant and don't be nasty with others because you have certain power or money or a title. This is another uh, um, chapter of the punk attitude. Let's get rid of all this title that we have in corporate America. They're useless. They make people weak. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. There is a lot of things that uh, need to be done to keep you in shape and at the edge of your performances. Uh, first is to have a healthy diet for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm not 
like talking about uh, the keto or the uh, vegan or uh, whatever diet, they're not sustainable. Uh, we, we You need to have a balanced diet and balance on every aspect of uh, um, nutrients that you have. Um, avoid the toxics, of course, drink a lot of water. Life, water is life. This is the first and most important parameter, water. That's mm. drink, 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 drink water, and then move because people or society became uh, kind of uh, not moving after a certain age just because we don't train people to keep using their legs, knees, knees uh, muscle in general. And of course, it's part of getting older. You lose a part of your uh, muscle because you're getting old, so you have to compensate by taking a bit more of proteins, of course, um, exercise to keep regenerating your protein. And then if you want to push further, of course, we have the cold plunges, we have the sauna, we have all these things and, uh, and try to always go for the best, for, 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 for the mm -hmm. ultimate uh, tool that can help you to improve your life. Don't, uh, if you have to choose between 20 minutes sauna and 20 minutes sitting on the couch, well, go for a sauna. Uh, you know, those choices. Every decision we make impact our biology. This is what I say in my book, and this is so true. Every decision we make every day has an impact on our life. So, Choose the right one. Be wise on your decision. If you decide, oh, um, am I going to have uh, a whiskey tonight or a glass of water and a walk? Eh, I'm going to go for a walk and water. Yeah. Well, you're in amazing shape and I've seen your Thank Instagram you. posts. And then, so, you know, both your physique and, and your capability, physical capabilities, it's, it's very impressive. So how do you achieve that? And what are some of your favorite hacks? Oh, there's a lot, actually. Meditation is probably one of the, uh, the, the best tool that you can use to have your brain always putting things in perspective and being focused, but uh, the flow state is probably the best hack uh, that helps you achieve everything, business, physical, emotional, and even interpersonal or uh, personal relationship. When you are able to put your brain in this mind, in this state of like a, a flow state, that helps you to go through everything at a pace that you don't even realize that you're getting there. That is probably the best hack, but it takes it, it takes a certain discipline to to get there. So how it, do you achieve that? What, oh, what are some of the, the, yeah. the skill sets that you've gained? To reach okay, you? for example, yeah. in sport, uh, you will never see me with a phone. Uh, mm. And you will never see me training with um, other people. Mm. I, I like people, but when I train, I train. And I'm in the zone because I'm not paying attention to whoever it is around in the gym or my phone that is popping up messages and stuff like that. 
uh, if I have a phone, it's going to be on mute and uh, not even vibration, just mute on everything except music. And I listen to music and then I focus breathing techniques help you to, to, to get into that flow state. And then when you perform, uh, there's tricks to remember the movement that you're doing. Um, some people find that uh, I, I can look dumb sometime in, in, in a gym because, for example, I'm going to walk backward, eye close. And people are just like, what the fuck is doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I just made a set of movements uh, and I'm very happy with the performance of, of that set of movement just to make my brain remember them deeply. I just close my eyes and I walk backward and that improves my motor pathway uh network and memorization and i have a ton of tricks like that uh, uh, to keep the focus i could like stare at something outside and then stare at a point just in between my two uh palms of hands and just to keep my focus when i'm going to go on an handstand uh, those are simple tricks but let's pretend I'm with someone and talking and I go for an handstand. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to go to my handstand. My handstand is, is going to look like banana or something just because I'm not concentrated. I'm not focused enough. Or if I'm not with someone training, but I look at my phone and I read the message or I go on Instagram and I put my phone down and I do the same movement. It's not going to be the same. So uh, everything that I've learned is less than five years ago. And I've seen people 10, 12 years in the same sport, they don't even do half of what I'm doing and they're half my age mm. and I can teach them. I'm just open to teach anyone to do things. And I say, you want to start, start tomorrow. You're going to do it. So to achieve the flow state. So you're talking about when you are, you know, doing physical, you know, performances, mm -hmm. what about, um, you said with, even with other people, so right. you can keep yourself in the flow state, a flow state. Yeah when you are interacting with others and how do you achieve that? Well, you have to pay attention to the words that they're saying. Our brain has always this capacity of, uh, we're not listening, we're, you know, we're thinking about uh, what's gonna be our next punchline or sentence. Uh, so you're not, you're, not, you're not cooperating with the people around you. You're just like trying to um, egocentrically make your point. If you carefully listen to each word, but you make them resonate in your mind, and you'll see with if you combine the words that someone like I'm talking now and I'm 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 saying these sentences and these words. So if you pay attention to every single word I just said, and at the same time you pace your breathing, you're gonna see your brain is gonna go like straight into a pattern of like uh, you're dedicated to that, and. Of course, you're going to improve your relationship because you just listen to that and you have the time to put that in perspective and open up the discussion instead of just putting a point that you've pro probably learned from a book you read, like many people talk uh, from the, the, the book they read instead of talking from their real thinking. And I think it is important to express ourselves as we think and not as other teach uh, us uh, to think. That's a great tip. <laughs> I'm going to remember that because I have a tendency for my brain to go everywhere. You of course, ADHD, your intelligence, that's why. But you know what? You could work 
close your eyes, walk backward. You're going to remember it. I am going to try that. Yeah, I, I've tried that when I was a teenager. You know, I heard about that. And playing basketball with my left hand, you know, right with my left hand. Yeah. I guess all these are good tricks. Absolutely. You know, when I go for a walk every day in the morning, I go for a walk 5K. And at night after my dinner, I go for a walk as well. But I do about 1K backward. And once again, people probably think that I'm crazy sick, uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll walk backward and I can close my eyes or look at people. And you, you, so, since you're going the other way, your brain is completely messed up. And this is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try that. And while stay the same, stay safe at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to, at the beginning, don't go too fast, but learn. And the more you do it, the more you're comfortable and you can, you can even, even run backward when you're really used to it. It's a learning process. We have no limit in the learning. Mm, yeah. And I'm really curious about, um, you know, your book, right? You, you, it says neuroscience calisthenics. Mm -hmm. So, and then hijack your body clock. What do you mean by that? And how do you bring calisthenics into neuroscience? Calisthenics means gymnastic, means movement. Uh, but the calisthenic movement in our society, in, in our modern society, was born because people couldn't afford to go to gym, but they were fanatic of uh, gymnastic. So they started to do that in the street and it was, it became two movement separated. One was called calisthenic, which was mainly gymnastic derivated um, static movement. And the other one was called street workout because it was done in the street. Um, before COVID, that took really a big eye because gym were closed during COVID as well. And so calisthenic became very, very popular. But if you look at the studies that were done in sports, um, for example, the one from uh, the psychology department, University of Florida, they found out that uh, gymnastic was one of the sports that could trigger most part of the brain and make uh, um, multiple parts of our brain connected at the same time. Um, you cannot have that by lifting weight, for example. You cannot have that. The runner high is an, another thing that we know as uh, a flow state uh, trigger. But um, gymnastic, because you're using every single part of your body, even muscle that you don't even know that they, they exist, uh, as these capability or uh, ability to to trigger your brain in a certain way. So I was curious to see what was the neuroscience behind it. And I started to study more and more uh, neuroscience. And then I saw that, uh, well, yeah, the brain has really a lot to do with the body uh, when you do very difficult exercises. It's not just like the strength of your muscle, but uh, it's mainly the mindset that you have to do that. Uh, so uh, just because I liked it, I like science in general, uh, I called it neuroscience calisthenic. But honestly, it's an easy book. It's not the best book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's more a biohacking kind of resume of what is out there and talking about the neuroscience principle. What Andrew Huberman is doing uh, as super well, but the book was done before it was popular. Um, 
but it, it's the same principle to, and explaining people that the brain has a big part of our um, performances and achievements. Um, my next book is more like something that you're going to like because it's about uh, the neuroscience of taking risk. This is probably what um, drives people differently, like um, why some are entrepreneur, some other are not, uh, some are jumping on uh, skydiving or things like that, and some others are not. There, there's really a brain impact behind that and behind those behaviors. So what are some of your best, um, you know, best tricks to enhance the brain? Like uh, maybe you could um, give some pointers. Yeah. Some of your favorite ones that you think can really move the needle. There's natural things like um, meditation. I, I, I spend sometimes and actually often I could spend like two hours uh, outside, uh, no music, nothing, just, just like being myself centered on and not even trying to think about something but just like being myself i think that improves the brain a lot so you're uh, saying just by sitting in nature yeah, not even in nature i could i could sit in between buildings it, it, it's sitting or walking or just staying yourself with you know this is tricky because many people go like two hours you're not bored Remember, I was ADHD, okay? Mm. Being two hours without no phone, no music, nothing, not talking, but just you, with you, and only you. This is one of the best things that improves your brain. You see everything crystal clear. You mm. put everything on perspective. Your life becomes super shiny, actually, because you realize that, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful things to go after and to have and to, 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 to do and to improve. So we never take the time to do that. Um, so that's one. That's the best. That's really interesting. I'm wondering. So I'm wondering if that's why I love solo traveling so much. Yeah. Because I'm in complete silence. I'm observing the world, right? Mm. Walking by me and I'm feeling it. And it's, it's all in silence. And somehow yeah. that feels really good. You get the the energy from the outside. So, yeah, nature or buildings, and you can have the same if you walk uh, on the beach close to the ocean. If you walk in in nature, if you're traveling, uh, hiking in the mountains, or even in a train or in a plane, you can do that. Yeah, definitely. have they done research on what this kind of silence does? Uh, yes, I'm digging into that, but uh, you know, there is no research in putting people two hours without. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much people willing to do it oh <laughs> it's too bad but um yeah i've been doing that for quite a while and honestly i'm i'm at the utmost state of i enlightenment in my life of zenness i've never felt so great in my entire life and i'm i'm sad that it didn't happen 20 years ago but it's it's okay. Uh, but today there's nothing that can bother me or like go against my um, my mood. It's just like uh, I'm part of this universe and I'm just in harmony with everything because I take time to to observe. Uh, yeah, just to look out uh, 
we're part of this beautiful universe. We're just so. Do an you element. feel that you were less balanced, and then you became more yeah. partially because of silence you weren't willing to give yourself? That's um, one big factor i think is the fact that i moved to miami i lived in canada for a long time um, then i moved to boston because i sold my company um, but um, i think that you know in our lives we have these little buggers they're like something stopping us for getting to the state to the ultimate state of wellness and one of them for me was just getting dressed for example and like in Canada, uh, what kind of weather is going to be? Is it going to rain? Is it going to be cold here in Miami? <laughs> I Honestly, I don't care. I'm, I'm wearing, a, it's pretty rare that I have a t-shirt, but I'm wearing a short and that's it. I, it's a 0.1% of my life, but it's a 0.1% of the buggers of my life. So I remove these. I remove the fact that um, can I go outside? It's a bugger. I lived in Boston. My apartment didn't have any balcony while I was in Canada and I had a, la a lake access and things like that. So yeah, the, not having a, a balcony in Boston was a burden. Now here, it's not only the balcony, but I can go in the park downstairs uh, and have that. So it's another buggers that is removed. And I've, I have removed all these small buggers of life that you know this one percent at the time that improves you that this old quote that we say you have to improve your life one percent at the time i think that you have to improve your life just removing every single little bugger that is in your life and when you get to the point that you have removed all these buggers you're in the state i am today where i'm <laughs> ultimate state of wellness and zenness i am super balanced i couldn't be for small details but now today i have nothing that bothers me nothing well yeah i'm sure that's a state that most are are hoping for that they can achieve they, they can okay and you gave us some some good tips of how yeah. they can achieve it yeah. yeah this is a wonderful you know um you know conversation so Thank i you. really appreciate you sharing your experiences and wisdom and you know and some of the the even techniques um to, to the audience so i hope um people can take up on some of the you know the the, the wisdom you're sharing and enhance their lives and uh how can they find you and follow you more and um, just learn more from you. Yeah. So cyborg gains, uh, like a cyborg, they called me cyborg because I was doing performance movement faster than anyone. So cyborg gains with the, the yeah, uh, it was a nickname given by others um, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But you know, this is it. Just to make a short story out of that is like, I'm not, living to prove to others that you can, I'm better than others, but I'm always trying to go further. Like I, I stay 40 minutes in the cold plunge and a guy go, goes to me and he go, he is a manufacturer of, of cold plunge and he goes, why? And I go like, that's the best question I've ever had. People are just like, wow, but it's the true question is why? And the why is because I want it. 
because I want to see how far I can go. And this is the same for cyborg games, for whatever. So where can people find me? Instagram is the best or Biohackers magazine. Um, uh, it's the magazine that I, I acquired uh, a few years ago. We're doing, we're talking a lot about biohacking, life, in, uh, um, life improvement, optimization, longevity, hack, biohack, and everything that's related to that. Um, and just jeanfalagara.com leads you to everything. I mm -hmm. think so. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Thank I look you. forward to keep following you and, <laughs> thank and you. having Same more here. great conversations. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely conversation. It was um, an honor for me. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you, Jean. It's been a pleasure. And um, I hope everybody is gaining a lot from the conversation. Okay. Bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed the content. And if so, please rate and follow this podcast. To reach me, you can contact Uplift Longevity Center. That is Uplift with a Y. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Joy Kong MD. See you next time.